Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. You're very welcome back to the CC Podcast Talk. Today, we have a CC Webinar Live keynote and knowledge sharing session from our London GCCM earlier this year. This session, brought to us by Enzo, is all about wholesale telco industry in the digital transformation era. Challenges and opportunities, interoperability and interworking in the era of on-demand services. With the keynote presentation delivered by Cesare Chalupa, Head of Growth at Enzo, and panel discussion between Edwin van Ierland, then Chief Commercial Officer at iBasis, now Chief Executive Officer at iBasis, Jeff Owen, Managing Partner at Cambridge Management Consulting Limited, Ayush Behot, Chief Commercial Officer at Bankai Group, René de Badmaka, Director Supplier Management at Experio, and Brendan Press, Chief Commercial Officer at GBI. Let's hear what they had to share. and good morning to you as well. Thank you for joining us and um, here live at the the Curry Community GCCM in London. Um, My name is Eric and uh, today we're going to talk about the wholesale telco industry in the digital transformation era. So all the challenges and opportunities we see. Um, um, Of course I will not do this alone and uh, I would like to uh, give the word quickly to my to, to my fellow panelists and um, uh, Cesare, maybe if I can start with you, please yeah, sure. introduce yourself. Uh, hello everyone, my name is Cesare Chalupa, I'm a head of growth at the Nexo and uh, to cut the story short, in the Nexo we perceive ourselves as uh, guides to digital transformation within the telecommunications sector, this is what we do, this is what we are good at. Okay, thank you so much, Cesare, and good having you because later on you'll uh, you'll share with us uh, your presentation. Thank you so much. So, uh, Rene, welcome. Oh, thank you. Good <laughs> being here again. Uh, a lot of people, so that's always good. Uh, Rene de Baremaker, uh, Director of Supplier Management of Experio. Uh, Experio, the leading intelligent internet platform, uh, connecting anyone, anything, anywhere. Ayush, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm Ayush Barod, the Chief Commercial Officer at Bankai Group. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good having you. And let's go virtually. We have uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome. Jeff Owen. I'm a uh, managing partner at uh, Cambridge uh, Management Consulting, looking at uh, digital transformation. Uh, and I have over uh, 35 years' experience in the uh, telecom sector. So looking forward to, uh, to the debate. Fantastic, and thank you, Jeff. Good uh, having you here uh, with us, so, so thank you for that. Um, Brendan, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, Brendan Press, CCO at uh, Gulf Bridge International. Uh, we're a submarine cable uh, provider for the uh, Middle East, uh, covering the Gulf territories and up to Europe, down to India and across to Asia. Um, and uh, not quite as much experience as Jeff, 25 years in industry. 
um, and now focused on the infrastructure as how we support the tremendous growth uh, industry is experiencing. Thank you very much, Brendan, and, uh, and fantastic having you uh, virtually. And uh, as we said, next time you'll be here live. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't think so that this gentleman Sorry. needs you, any. You forget me. Needs any introduction. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, his name is Edwin van Ierland, and I know him since a very long time, and I can consider him as a as a friend of mine as well. Um, and I present you actually here, ladies and gentlemen, the new CEO of iBasis, Edwin van Ierland. So please, Edwin, maybe. Thank you, Eric. Indeed, uh, uh, it has been announced uh, last week, uh, the CEO of uh, iBasis, the voice and the mobile data part. And that's a result of the recent acquisition we did uh, with Symphony, is that we are separating the company in two parts. One is the voice and mobile data part, and the other one is the IoT part. And I'm happy to be here. And indeed, Eric, uh, our time goes back decades ago, but I'm not going to uh, share all the details, but focus on the future. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for being here. And again, uh, Edwin, congratulations with, uh, with your new position. And um, it's how it should be. So fantastic. So um, having said that, and having that scoop here as well at the, um, uh, at the, at the GCCM here in London, Cesare, I'm, I'm happy to give you the floor. And uh, you're going to talk uh, us through what? Tell yeah. me. Yeah, actually, uh, again, hello, everyone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I will have a great pleasure and privilege to say a few sentences on wholesale telco and digital transformation era. And uh, hopefully I will be able to um, convey some messages, some impressions. But uh, before I do that, uh, let me say a few words on, uh, on an exo uh, in order for you to better understand where those thoughts and impressions are coming from. Uh, in the next we are 250 telecom professionals, telecom experts that with more than 100 projects under our belt and more than 20 years of, uh, of experience in the field. Uh, in fact, the company was founded by former telco executives, so you can imagine are quite passionate about the telecommunications itself. What we do, we do consulting, we do solutions um, tailored towards the telecommunications industry, as, as I mentioned before, we perceive ourselves as uh, guides to the digital transformation within the uh, telco sector, especially for international wholesale carriers, enterprise B2B and, uh, and FPPH, basically. And having said that, uh, let me proceed with uh, what, I want to, what I want you to see. And uh, let's start with the industry of the, of the future. Uh, imagine the telco industry in the future. Imagine the perfect telco company of the future, a not very distant one, say 10 years, 10 years from now. What do you see? I think the first, the first thing you should see at the moment is millennials, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, people born uh, after 1987, 1990, people fueled by dopamine, people addicted to dopamine, people feel immersed in the mobile phones and uh, addicted to dopamine. You're probably familiar with what uh, dopamine feedback loop is. Uh, dopamine is a neurotransmitter, neurotransmitter which is responsible for stimulating our uh, reward system in our brains. Uh, to cut the story short, it's a feel-good hormone device. And what it really does 
is it's released each time we browse social media, we perform the actions within the social media and we get the reactions in form of uh, shares, likes, comments and stuff. And bear with me for a while. Uh, exchange social media, media with uh, workplace. Exchange actions with uh, ordering, activating, deactivating the service. And the uh, uh, reward or the reactions uh, replaced with, uh, with actual deactivation, activation of the service or provisioning of the service. And you have a ready dopamine feedback loop within your company. And the question is, are you ready for this? Because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, 75% of your workforce, 75% of the people buying your services, regarding of the fact that it's B2B or B2C, will be millennials by 2025. It's just three years from now. Those will be people uh, you know, requiring, uh, used to getting everything uh, you know, on click, on demand, on time, right here, right now. And the question is, are you ready for them? And having said that, I, I can uh, you know, now go to this, this industry on the future. What, 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 uh, uh, what would be the industry of the telco industry of the future? First of all, you know, 7G, 7G mobile networks, right? We have 5G now, but you probably found, uh, you know that uh, we have one mobile generation every four years. So in 10 years time, probably like 7G or something, right? Uh, the, uh, SD1 everywhere. I mean, software-defined software-defined networks everywhere because uh, networks are already virtualized, right? So there are software-defined networks everywhere. IoT ecosystem, uh, Internet of Things ecosystem will be counted in trillions or at least mega mega billions, and edge computing edge computing everywhere. Nobody's uh, nobody, nobody's talking about uh, migrating the cloud anymore. Everybody's in the cloud, right? So uh, nobody stores the data locally. It's nobody stores the applications uh, locally. Everybody uh, everybody's streaming, and continuous digital transformation is not an empty slogan anymore. It's not a say slogan. It's just ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Everybody does it. And of course, last but not least, endless demand for capacity. We have uh, first signs of, of, of that now already, but uh, uh, both individuals and B2B, both B2C and B2B will be devouring capacity and the, the, the speed of light. And uh, having said all of that, uh, the, the, the question might appear, what, uh, how our competition will look like? In, uh, in, those non, in this not very distant, distant future. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, classic telco approach of, of wait and see, it's not, not going to cut it anymore. It's, uh, it's going to be a losing strategy. Our competition will be far ahead of us. And only those companies that will move quickly, that will you know, bold, uh, make bold steps towards the future, that will experiment with new approaches, with new strategies, and failing quickly, paradoxically, will be rewarded, uh, will be rewarded by the future. And of course, it, it requires investments too, but only those quick enough and adaptable enough and uh, pivot-ready enough will be rewarded by, uh, by the future. So, uh, our competition will employ zero-touch processes. It means everything uh, will be automated uh, from, uh, from the, the, the first, first click, from the order, from the kind of the buying action through uh, deploying the service, provisioning, uh, then, then change request, even network planning. Every, everything, will be, everything will be automated. And uh, 
you might think why it, the, the, the future is so beneficial for our competitors. <laughs> the, 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 the answer is quite straightforward because they already started. They already started doing that. They already started yesterday. And, uh, and or maybe the company that were just uh, founded yesterday, like, uh, you know, those SD1 companies that are already, uh, there are a lot of them and, uh, you know, that's happening, being created like uh, on a daily basis. And um, after the out, you know, outlining of the future for us, let me come back for a while, for, for a minute or so, to the, to the present, to now, to the company of, of now, company of, of today. And let me use some metaphor to explain where we are with uh, the, our telecommunication, telecommunication sector today. And uh, let me use this metaphor of this car. Let's assume for the sake of this presentation that this is our career. This is our car. As you can see, it's very good looking, it's very nice, probably very quick, well designed. But from the design itself, you can see that it's probably like some 40 years old, right? And uh, of course, the fact of being 40 years old is not necessarily a bad thing. It's probably majority of the people in this room may have said. So, uh, but then the, what's a bit worse is that uh, to propel this car, to propel this nice, look, nice looking car of ours, you, we need a whole bunch, a whole ecosystem of different systems. And the, the, the problem with those systems at the moment is that uh, they are not talking to each other. I mean, they are just completely disparate systems. OSSs, DSSs, NMSs, CRMs, CDPs, whatever you like, right? They are not talking to, to, to each other. So the problem is that in a broader context, it means that we have to have a lot of people, a lot of manual work, and uh, a lot of effort and money poured into maintenance of the hardware, software, applications, everything you can imagine. So, uh, frankly speaking, at the moment is as uh, obsolete as, you know, doing practical effects in Hollywood, the way which is shown on, 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 this, on this picture. And uh, now they use CGI, which is quicker, quicker, cheaper and safer, right? So, uh, let me go quickly through the consequences of what I just said. First, constant shortage of talent. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody wants to work at the museum. Constant shortage of talent is one of the, our, our main problems at the moment. Second one, as I, as I mentioned before, manual work, a lot of manual work. We need intermediaries between the systems. So we hire people to re-input re the data and many other things. So my, my, lots of manual work. No clear visibility, of, of no operational visibility. Uh, uh, starting from sales funnel, ending with the clear disconnect between revenue items and cost items, which is a, a huge problem for big companies. Um, and of course, poor and slow decision making, not because we are bad managers, but because we don't have data synthetic enough to base our decisions on. And the last but not least, being uh, too late to the market. I won't, I will not elaborate on this one. I, I think everybody is familiar with what I'm talking about, being late to the market. So after outlining the, the problems, outlining the challenges that uh, our, the companies, the technical companies of today may, may, may have while trying to get to this path of digital transformation, the question uh, would appear, okay, so what would be the uh, super career of the future? What would be the super career of the future? Not very distant one, I must say, 10 years, guys. Um, first of all, 
uh, it will be fully interconnected. The company of the future will be fully interconnected. And I mean both internally and externally. Internally, I mean the full cooperation between the systems, seamless, smoothless cooperation between the systems with, within the organization, eliminate manual, manual work, eliminating um, uh, human behavior, human factor, human weakness, which is the main, main, main cause of, uh, of our problems. And externally, and by externally, I mean uh, using standardized open APIs of MEF slash TM forum type, right? Because uh, everybody knows uh, how hellishly expensive and how hellishly difficult it is to onboard uh, the classic way of API approaching telecommunications, proprietary, right? It's not scalable, it's not scalable, it's uh, expensive to get on board with those and it takes a lot of effort. So what we need is uh, for um, interconnection, for interoperability between us and our partners based on those standardized APIs. And, uh, and we know that already uh, in use, some of those are already in use uh, as we uh, ourselves in Nexo just, you know, uh, implemented a few systems for our companies that already work on, on, work on this basis. And uh, one-click sourcing in this company of your future will be able to uh, source you one click uh, will be able for one click will be able to source the capacity and connectivity from outside of your network. No, because uh, once you have an API, once you have a smooth uh, kind of way to get to your partner's network, it's just very easy to acquire some capacity to acquire some interconnection and every, everything else like. Uh, serviceability check, like quotation, like order, like contract, uh, uh, then provisioning, uh, uh, billing, invoicing, could be done, seamlessly could be done in the background, just not invisibly for the person uh, clicking to source some capacity or connectivity. And obviously, the final, the, 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 the last but not least, is indefinitely shorter time to market, because everything, uh, everything I uh, mentioned here in fact, leads to indefinitely shorter time to market. And in, in shorter time to market, it really means uh, optimizing uh, our OPEX. It means uh, uh, more money, I mean, in terms of revenues, and, and it means a much better user experience. So this is the company, the telco of the future in not very distant one. And Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for bearing with me that long. Uh, hopefully, I will be able to spot some interesting discussion during the panel. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's see um, uh, if, if, if you have any questions towards uh, Cesare on the glance of the future of, uh, <laughs> of, of Telco, what's going to happen. Um, I think it was more than clear. It was more than clear. So thank you very much for this one, Cesare. And um, uh, again, my pleasure. my pleasure to give us the glance of, uh, of the future. Now, to see if that's really the, the case, I would like to um, take you actually, um, uh, if you allow me, a step back. So um, let's kick off with, let's say, what we currently see. And then I will take you through and and to the right of, uh, I would almost say ecstasy, but it's, it's more to, 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 to the future. So um, um, if I may start with you, um, Edwin, uh, 
what is the current wholesale landscape about? What do we see um, uh, and um, um, uh, what are the main challenges we see currently from your point of view? Now, if you look at uh, the current situation, then uh, the past two years uh, rapidly showed that we needed to change uh, the pandemic. Um, and we are, now let's say the fact that we are now here physically together shows and illustrates that let's say the pandemic is over, the world is reopening, but in a different uh, setting. Um, the business models have completely changed, um, has become more complex. Carriers see that uh, the traditional business is coming into the cloud and that they are not prepared to facilitate that change that rapidly. So the digital transformation is, as we speak, on its way. Um, is it finished? No, not at all. I think uh, many carriers are still struggling. Should we focus only on the network part, 5G, or should we focus on fiber? Or should we also serve the customer? And do we know the customer behind the customer as we speak? And uh, so, yes, let's say every wholesaler in this moment is, let's say, reviewing their options and, and looking at alternatives and looking at, at ways how to preserve the business as is and how to anticipate upon the future. I think it's spot on what you mentioned about what's going to happen in 2025 or years be ahead of us. Things will change. Uh, the good part is that you still need the dinosaurs to uh, support the millennials. So I consider myself as uh, the first one. Um, and that Okay, I'll come in a second. Okay, that's fine. I'm a dinosaur as well. <laughs> but that yeah. was not funny, by the way, eh? my age. It's not funny. <laughs> But the COVID case, and perhaps we needed that pandemic to enforce that we needed to accelerate the digital transformation. But um, yeah, that, that's where we are now at this moment. Okay, thank you. Uh, Ayush, I mean, from you, from, from Bankai, I mean, you're a global player as well. What do you see and how does a digital transformation kick in? Right. Uh, I mean, iBasis and our business models are similar in certain ways and different in many other ways. Uh, so from our, our perspective, yes, uh, there, we see a lot of consolidation happening in all uh, walks of the wholesale business, be it data, be it connectivity. A uh, lot of uh, companies are coming together, putting their heads together, along with the, uh, you know, implementing the transfer, the, the digitalization. So to say, and uh, like my colleague said, uh, the super carrier is a great term. And uh, I think s something similar to this is what we are looking at as Bankai in order to consolidate, do major acquisitions, and then become a one-stop shop for multiple solutions. And I think that is the future, um, you know, uh, because uh, as an enterprise or as a as an individual, you were not going to go to multiple points as it was in the yesteryears that your fiber provider is A, your data center is B, and you know all the different services from different providers. So I think that is the future, along with the uh, you know transforming it digitally and making it a kind of a portal, not completely as that. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Ayush. Um, so, Brendan, let, let's let's go to another operator. Well, what's what's your take on the digital transformation in the wholesale um, area? What do we see currently? Yeah, so I think um, the pandemic obviously was a, a shift in terms of the requirements on the infrastructure providers. 
uh, and the exponential dependency on uh, the support of carriers and providing the capacities and the and the requirements as, as companies, enterprises, again, fast forwarded their own digital transformation. Um, people were dependent on services that, um, that were, were provided that time and, and different services were born. And that, that change is, is ever fast happening. And, and I think for us as a carrier to support that, that major change, which carries on, we need to be much better anticipating growth. I think the growth was a shock to a lot of carriers as much as we all did a, in the end, a fantastic job at uh, uh, meeting those requirements. That will continue to happen. And the better we are anticipating capacity requirements, the likes of the OTTs and their big requirements and how their growth um, will continue is very important. I think the second thing is in terms of uh, protection. And uh, once was the situation where, you know, where people would have outages and accept that and get on with things, everything we do now is mission critical. So having that diversity and making sure if there are any issues that we, we provide protection to customers, that continuity is, is essential for these services. Um, third thing is the integration. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, all the chains are linked now, and um, it's very important that we have the connectivity to the data centers where a lot of the services are born and the transmission across the world in terms of how we can support those services. But that integration with data centers is critical and, and, and the different carriers that we work with. Uh, the fourth thing is digitalization. Um, we talked about it, talked about in the presentation, you know, SDN networks allowing carriers to work automatically across each other and provide bandwidth on demand again, providing the sort of levels that are needed in this new world. And, and the final thing I'd say, just in terms of our challenges, in terms of some of the new services that again, changing the dynamics from capacity in itself, but to things like latency, how important low latency is, is in regarding to sort of gaming services, et cetera. So big challenges on the carrier community. And I think as, as an infrastructure, key infrastructure provider in this part of the world, we don't underestimate uh, the responsibilities we have in in securing this new new future thank you very much brendan um jeff before i come to you to to, to give us your helicopter view from uh, from cambridge consulting um renee let's go dutch again um <laughs> your views um yeah i like the presentation because it's spot on right it's exactly what we're doing it's also one of the reasons that uh, angso is one of our trusted partners in in helping us in that journey uh, Xperio, the leading intelligent network platform, says it all, right? We want to connect anything, anywhere, anyone in a secure and in a transparent manner. Uh, that's our goal. And we're preparing everything, aligning all the systems that we had, um, revamping the whole customer interaction. Uh, we don't separate wholesale, channel, partner or enterprise. They're all customers. And eventually they all have the same needs. They all want to have that instant justification. They want to have that click at a finger button. They want to have insight in what they're doing, what they have, how they can change it, how they can upgrade it, whatever they want to do. Uh, and we're working full time on that. Uh, I think it's one of the biggest teams within Xperia uh, guiding that process. Okay, thank you. Now, Jeff, you heard the guys. What, what, give us your view on this one. Are they talking, ru talking rubbish, or is it is it is it, or are they no, missing something? <clears throat> no, they're not talking rubbish at all. Um, so some of the things that we're seeing in, in Cambridge, just a couple of examples. Uh, you know, talking about the millennials and and the way they work. Um, we have done a, a, some research, and some of uh, the younger people now are more comfortable and prefer using apps like WhatsApp rather than actually talking to someone. 
and, and I'm working with a major recruitment company and their recruiters, uh, because of the working from home, uh, are now almost exclusively contacting clients and con contacting pr pr prospects via WhatsApp. So that, that's a, a, a very big change away from, you know, what used to be the norm within recruitment. You ring up, you have a chat, and now they're using WhatsApp. Um, so so that, that's going to affect the, 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 the carrier industry. But some of the, the things that we're seeing from an in, interoperability perspective, I think the physical and the network level is pretty much defined pretty well, you know, working very well. But it's the application level, you know, the interface with, with content providers using QoS, et cetera. Uh, the management aspects, the in, you know, the interoperability between the management systems, the accounting systems, you know, there was there there was a uh, some movement a while ago around using blockchain for inter-administration accounting, but uh, you know, so there there are many things that are going on, uh, and they're starting to pick up uh, pick up uh, pace now. The other thing that I would like to say is about uh, you know. Um, Brendan mentioned about uh, latency. Now there is we, we're seeing a lot of move net movement now on uh, edge computing to to reduce the latency, um, and I think that that is something that is is going to accelerate over, over the next uh, six, nine, twelve months. Um, you know, if you combine that with uh, with IoT, you know, I think that's something that's going to be very prevalent in the industry over over, over the next uh, few years. Okay, thank you. So, okay, so so let's dive a little bit in there. Let's let let let's let's move in there because we're mentioning a lot of things, and 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 let's hope that the audience um, really, let's say, gets a point. So, Chesri, I mean, two steps back again. Let's let let's go to um, from your point of view, and, and I think we, we all do, do agree, but maybe you can you can elaborate a little bit on this one. The digital transformation is impacting our carrier business models, for sure. We, we know this, everybody admits this, this is going to happen. Um, but by applying new business uh, strategies and models, um, what is, let's say, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it already, but, but um, can you give us an example of what would be, um, you know, a, a good way forward? You know, I think it's, it's good to start with what transformation isn't really, because there are a lot of confusion around it as, as well. Uh, the transformation, the digital transformation is not about moving to the cloud. It's not about, you know, digitizing uh, one process. It's not about uh, deploying digital platforms. It's about, uh, it's a more of a mental one. It's uh, uh, about realizing there is a problem within the organization, especially for, for legacy companies. There is a problem within an organization and finding uh, the way to solve the problem which is aligned with uh, financial outcomes, especially especially for, for legacy companies which have a, a traditional kind of uh, innovators dilemma. I, a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of business already with uh, I, what I could, could, could call um, legacy technologies, like for example MPLS, right? 
and uh, SD1, which is a... What was that about again? MP what? MP. <laughs> <laughs> that so, was the buzzword years ago, guys. Yeah, years ago. It was 20 <laughs> years ago. It was 20 years ago when it started, and now it's already legacy, right? So, uh, as Xperia can that, yeah. So, um, so the, 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 this, is, this is about that. It's about uh, in managing this uh, innovator's dilemma. It's uh, what, what to do next in order not to cannibalize a lot of money that is already uh, in... Uh, in uh, in those uh, legacy legacy services, and uh, I mean SD1 SD1 is a perfect example. SD1 is a per perfect example of uh, changing uh, changing changing business model. But uh, what I mentioned during during the presentation, uh, being ready to pivot, being uh, as far as we can on the market. This is the this is the crucial thing. So you know the the, the problem is that. Still, companies in the intelco sector try to customize themselves to death. This is the problem. Customize yourself to death. You spend three years implementing the system, then the next year to having a new new product, new new product on the market. It's just too long, right? So what what? It's a first step. It would be good to do, you know, take the, the out, out of the box solutions, implement it as soon as you can in months, not in years, and then go with the, with the new uh, uh, with the new service to the market, even though it's not still it's not perfect one, right? And see if it works. If it works for our customers, let's proceed. Let let's let's improve. If 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 it's not, let's pivot and do something else. The, the, this this would be this should be the the, the 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 kind of the first the first step and implementing agile. Agile approach, you know, something that could bring you uh, uh, like weekly or bi-weekly or monthly improvements, not two releases a year, right? This is something that should be done, I think, as a first step towards this uh, digital transformation within the telco sector. And first, think fast. Don't overthink. Don't customize yourself to death. Yeah, but all, all nice. I, I used to work for um, a big um, uh, French company called Orange. Used to be British actually when they started, but okay. Um, and it's not that easy. I mean, people here sitting in the audience and looking and listening to, to us virtually around the world, they say, well, you know what, but I work for a big company. There are still 80,000 people working there. How do I get there? What is there to expect? I mean, it's not easy. I mean, um, uh, talking about iBasis, you know, part of, uh, of, of a big group, Tofan, um, uh, you know, with Alexandre Pébero being my former boss actually at Orange, uh, he knows exactly what they're talking about. I mean, uh, do you have an, uh, an example, um, Edwin? How do you tackle, let's say, those, um, those challenges? As a traditional wholesaler, you need to think different. You cannot longer think only about the traditional services. It's now the customer behind the customer who is driving the demand of the change. And I think that needs different skill sets, different processes, different techniques. And I partly agree with what you stated just a minute ago, because if you look at the past two years, a year ago or two years ago, nobody ever heard of Microsoft Teams. And the entire world converted in, in two years' time in Microsoft Teams, Zoom, WebEx, Blue jeans. We even enabled it and connected it to the old world with direct routing. And we made it happen to connect the old and the new world together. So things can rapidly be deployed. The problem is, are the carriers in between ready to move and ready for that shift already? 
And that is the biggest struggle as a wholesaler. We cannot drive the change. We can only facilitate the change and give directions and solutions. And that's what currently what we are doing. The benefit from an iBasis perspective, we are now independent. We are not part of a big group anymore. So, uh, but we try to facilitate the KPNs, the TDCs, the SFRs and the MEOs and the notion sure of this world to drive their change to the end customer. But you're always, yeah, uh, you push, we are the locomotive uh, with respect to that, to drive the big giants, the, the big telcos in the right direction. And are they all on the same track? No, they all have a different speed. Some are adaptive to change and some yeah, say simply, we are not going into the world of unified communications. We are not going into the world of cloud communications because our processes doesn't fit with the change. We are not ready for a portal. We are not ready for an API marketplace. So it makes it more complicated for us how to serve that in the future. But at the same time, yeah, it's a very nice challenge. I am. Mm -hmm. Rene, I mean, being very close to the enterprises, I mean, you're serving the enterprises in 990 countries somewhere around the world? Yeah, I think one of the, one of the advantages that, that we have is that we started off very small, right? Well, we, we were able to invent everything from scratch. And we're continuously doing that. We're already doing that for the fourth time, uh, just reinventing the company, including the systems and, and what we're selling, and even the product portfolio, although it still remains internet only. Uh, and and um, we see the market moving that direction, um, but also the wholesale partners that we're using, uh, they also want to have it more in an automated fashion. Uh, we also interact with them. And if you look at don't customize yourself to death, uh, yes, we have a very strict portfolio, what we're selling. But on the other hand, we are also driven by the customer demand, and especially in the enterprise market, where you see more and more deviations, not that major, but small deviations on the product side, that we are able to at least serve one customer with, and then secondly, um, productize it and make it available for others. So, uh, yeah. All right. But you have that advantage. Yes. You do have that advantage. Now, Ayush, how, how are you coping with that uh, in, uh, within the Bankai group? Right. Um, so, yeah, like you said, uh, there are two main factors which drive this. A is internal customers to adapt the new changes, B is the customer demand. Uh, you know, what Edwin said is correct is we can only be the facilitators. It is the customer demand. It is the situation which drives us to bring in new solutions, technologies uh, or uh, services on board for the customers. Uh, we typically uh, in the last two years have seen, uh, like I said in my earlier version, is customers are looking for a one-stop shop. So we have adopted a model which is solutioning. So irrespective of what our trusted customer or we being the trusted vendors, uh, vendor for over the years, we try to do the solutioning from a third party and try to become a single source of uh, you know, service provider or a solution provider to them. And I think that model is somewhere been really working for us uh, well. Uh, due to COVID, a lot of larger organizations were either working from home or they were slow on responses. And, uh, you know, mid-sized companies like us got a competitive benefit at that time to move fast, to solution it, use A, B, C vendors and, 
you know try to meet the need so yeah and uh, you know uh, adaptation of this transformation is first has to be internally within the organizations to change for larger organizations to adapt how the automation works because uh, there are there are a lot of examples today of uh, you know the customer data platforms and all those things coming in a very huge number but when it comes to the last mile where the supplier is a large organization they are still maybe on the legacy uh, standpoints and that is where it is not ex exactly meeting um, the complete purpose of transformation so i think that how you guys can you know come in and plug plug that and will be very important all right this is what we do <laughs> all right guys well, we need to move on we need to move on um jeff um for you to to, to start off with um i mean uh Chesri talked about 7g and probably what had had 8g in his mouth already but but let's quickly go back to 5g because Still, 5G is, um, um, we learn even here in London that still 3G is still working while well, we should have the 5G already. But anyway, Jeff, um, will 5G change the, 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 the whole, uh, uh, wholesale landscape? And if yes, I mean, what about IoT, um, AI impacting wholesale, uh, fixed data and capacity business models? What, what, what's your view on, uh, on, on all of that? Yeah, I, um, we're, we're going back for, first of all to the 5G. Yes, it is going to make a difference. You know, there are uh, gamers out there that, that, you know, want, want mobility. You know, they want to be able to get the same experience on their gaming uh, when they're out on the road as they are sitting in their, in, in their bedroom at, at three o'clock in the morning. So, so the ability to, to have that, that experience, gaming experience is, is going to change. So 5G is going to uh, is going to make a difference and it, and it is going to be very popular again with the millennials you know you get as you go through the older uh, age groups you know they just want a phone that they can receive calls make calls send text messages uh, and do a bit of online shopping so you know it, it is a demographic thing you know the younger people will want the 5g the older people not really not 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 really bothered um, I think the edge computing and, and, and IoT is going to make a difference in the, in the carrier market because a lot of the, the computing will be done not at the core but on, on the edge, as in ed, edge computing. So the capacity requirements are, are, going, to, are going to drop. Um, so that, that's my 5G is important. Uh, it is going to make a difference. It is going to affect some, some capacity issues in the mobile space. But I think IoT and edge computing can potentially decrease the capacity, um, the, the, the capacity requirements in the carrier space. Thank you. Um, talking about capacity, Brendan, um, what, what's your take? What's your view on, on uh, as well on, on, on the 5G and on the IoT and the what have you kind of buzzwords? I think um, they're all buzzwords that generate generate significant increases in capacity, as we all know that the exponential growth is there, and particularly in this region, where maybe a little bit behind in some of the countries that we support, that rollout will again create very big demands on us as carriers to support. And I think the the change in the dynamics from international uh, data going between, say, Europe and this part of the world and then more of a localized approach with a lot of the OTTs 
uh, being based here now, setting up hosting here, will put challenges on our network in regards to supporting those, those local needs. Um, but those local needs are new and they're creating a lot of innovation, whether it be an application side or on the gaming side, uh, that therefore we need to replan our networks. And that's where the agility again is very, very important. We need to be very clear about the, the forecast demand, where it's coming from, getting closer to, to the end users, uh, to the customers that are generating, the application providers who are generating uh, the new sources of data. And the winners will be those that can anticipate that and build into their capacities the requirement to support that in a seamless continuity way that allows these services to be delivered. Okay, thank you. Um, Chesri, um, you mentioned the API. So, so can, you, can you explain a little bit more to, to us? What's the role of, uh, of APIs in the telco digital transformation? How are APIs uh, sharing the way digital digital telco business is is built and on top of that what are the drivers behind the need for csps to uh, to, to to invest in uh, in apis a mouthful please <laughs> yeah okay uh, you know in general apis and broader speaking uh, interoperability is a crucial thing for digital transformation and for transformation of the telco business uh, into the you know not very distant future you know everybody knows especially in legacy business knows uh, how long it takes to make a quotation for a, uh, for a global network of, I don't know, 900 shops, for example, right? It takes weeks to... Hold on, hold on, get on one second. Is that true? Because you I, do this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the legacy. Yeah. The experience <laughs> is much more advanced. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it takes. Continue. Yeah, it takes. It takes. Uh, it takes. Uh, sometimes it takes weeks for for the, those uh, big elephants like AT and T or uh, Verizon and stuff. And now imagine that you have APIs working between those, uh, you know, AT and T types and uh, and other partners. Uh, and let let it be just only first step. The first a few steps of the process. So let's say serviceability and what. That's it. So. And now the, the Xperia and, and all other companies go to, the, to, to, to those um, providers and take those quotations and take the serviceability checks just uh, online in real time. So it's going to cut those you know, weeks to provide the quotation for the final customers to days or even hours. So it's, it's just a crucial thing. Interoperability is going to be a big thing. It's, it's, it's becoming a big thing. It's going to be a big thing, not only in digital transformation, but in general, in the way telecommunication companies just do the business, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Okay, René, you want to add something to it? Yeah, I do. Uh, we, we, we see a lot of movement on the uh, MEF uh, API standardization. Um, we're also listening in. We're not participating, but we're listening in. And what I do notice is that the vast majority of all those standardization is carrier to carrier, uh, where the major carriers want to uh, exchange quotes, um, order, billing, uh, etc. However, with all these partners that are in there, uh, you're still unable to cover the world. And what we're seeing is that the vast majority where uh, we also serve these type of carriers with our wholesale portfolio uh, is that the automation, supplier automation is, is much more than an API. 
that means that you need to use any unique identifier, any anything that you can agree upon uh, to automate parts of the processes. And uh, with those MEF carrier to carry API, you will cover a lot, but for sure you will not be able to do uh, a global quote of 900 shops or office locations or whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, it's it's difficult for them to move in the same same pace and same uh, playground that we are operating in. Uh, but it also proves the value that we have also to the wholesale partners. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, moving on, guys, um, and it has been said already and also in the, in the previous panel, I mean, security, 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 again. Um, so, Jeff, if, if I may come to you um, from, from, from your point of view, I mean, you oversee the complete market. Surveillance, security, and personal data um, um, uh, privacy. Um, what are the new challenges we're, we're facing? Well, obviously, what's happening in the Ukraine has is, is, uh, is, is caused some ripples in the security side. Um, we, we, have, we, we have a full department that looks at, uh, looks at security. But it is becoming more and more prevalent now, um, especially within financial services. Um, the you know we have two or three big financial services clients, and they have all, all over security at the moment. Um, part of that is because of the issue in in, in Ukraine. So it is it is. I, I would say it's one of the highest uh, priorities uh, in financial services at the moment, as it is with other sectors as well. Um, it's, it's going to happen. We're going to get uh, cyber attacks. Um, I, I think that's a, almost a given. So therefore, people are trying to um, put as much protection in as they can at this point in time. But we are going to get these attacks and it, it, it's going to be painful. Okay, thank you. Edwin? Uh, we are a, a super hyper-connected world now. So uh, let's say the main challenge is to... Uh, to put the right protection in place between the OSS and BSS, that if you are attacked, that you at least your service can continue. And we have seen in recent examples what Lockbit ransomware can do, and they can cause a lot of damage. And there is no reasonable negotiation behind that, what they are doing. And uh, I think security by far is number one priority this year for many carriers to preserve what they have and to ma maintain doing what is currently not controlled, and that's a big challenge. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. Ayush, you want to comment on that one? Yes. Uh, so, virus and antivirus is something uh, you know we've been having since Windows came in. So, uh, like uh, Jeff said as well, that security, as much as you tighten it up, there's going to be another layer of you know attack coming to you, and with uh, you know, the frequency that we hear every few weeks, one large company, uh, you know, got attacked, ransom attack, like he said. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sometimes uh, for a company like us, uh, it uh, wavers our decisions on whether to follow technology or whether to, you know, follow traditional processes at times. I'm not saying we personally do that, but yes, that is something which raises concerns all the time but nevertheless we are a hyper connected society and we need to go on with that and it will be painful like jeff said it it has to happen but 
we have to keep moving with the technology growing on the on the security part as much as we can mm. okay chesri you 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 mentioned it as well any extra words you want to spend on it but just to say listen guys it's number one you mean but you mean about security or the for the steps i mean on on uh on the security, I think that's uh, nothing you know was left to add. Really, it's we we have to just invest uh, and uh, and go along with what reality brings. Really, so it's it's not really uh, it's not nothing nothing really new. But Ukraine just showed that this might be a huge problem for us. You know, uh, going forward, so invest and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, now. I would like to get some closing statements from you, uh, from you gentlemen. And, and, and Brendan, if I may, may, may start with you, I mean, we're talking about the wholesale telco industry in, the, in, 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 this, um, uh, in this digital transformation area. Um, we quickly bumped into the, the let's say, the, the, the challenges, big challenges we have, and the opportunities that, that there are, the interoperability and the interworking in the area of, of on-demand services. So what would be, let's say, your takeaway for the for, for, for the audience i mean while scoping a little bit to the the future what what can we expect from your point of view i think the the major thing i would state is that as much as digital transformation is talked about in terms of applications and services and how consumers um, business users are getting the benefits ultimately as providers of infrastructure we've got to provide the same level of transformation in our own businesses to be able to support those services so equally demanding on us is the role that we play with all the automation, the availability of capacity, the, the security, the certainty of that, that, that service is absolutely essential to maintain the platform for this creativity and this new digital world that we're moving into or have been moving into and are moving into at a greater speed. And that, that puts a lot, of, a lot of pressures on carriers and we have to change. We have to be agile. At GBI, we've introduced a number of new programs in the last six months mm -hmm. to ensure that both from a people perspective, but how we deal with our, our customers, our current carriers, how we not just compete with them, but actually partner with them to ensure that we've got protection of services to, to customers. So a major change, and I think, in, in the carrier community and what we do. And uh, it's an exciting future for us, but we've got to maintain that focus and ensure we deliver everything that can be delivered uh, into the market. Okay, thank you. René, may I come to you? Yeah, I only have one one wish list, uh, one, one wish, actually. <laughs> um, what I would like to see is, and looking at it as a customer from wholesale departments of traditional carriers, is that they would create the same user experience, the same customer journey as they do with their customers, their, their consumers. Right. If you look at the mobility uh, part of, of a large carrier, it's flawless. They have insight. You can adjust uh, uh, your bundles. You can have insight in your um, uh, financial statements. Uh, everything is online. Everything is available. And if you go to the wholesale department of that same company, it's like, please send me the Excel file and you'll get back a PDF. <laughs> so if they can fix that, transform that, then I as a customer would be uh, very happy. Okay, Ayush. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, adaptation of uh, you know new technologies or digitally transforming the business is inevitable, is my take. And uh, 
you have to maintain it uh, so far that your PNL balance is capable enough to take care of the security threats uh -huh. and uh, still maintain to service your customer the right solution. So I think you have to still uh, maintain a balance till we have all the challenges in place, but the opportunities are way bigger. So there is no looking back now and uh, you know continue on so far you you making the right money and serving the customer correctly okay thank you edwin what is your takeaway yeah you you can't change what will change so globalization is is happening digital transformation is happening so the fact is how do you deal with it and and you cannot play in all the the chess fields at the same time so you have to make your choices and, you, and choose your battles um, connecting the old world towards the new world or connecting the dinosaurs and the millennials to each other, I think it's inevitable. These two worlds are perhaps miles away from each other, but they are very close to each other. And, and to give you an example, uh, to demonstrate the global termination remains important. Uh, uh, Two-factor authentication is supporting SMS at this moment. So we can think of that we are away or miles ahead with our technology but at the same way the traditional core services are still let's say the basis of uh, let's say the success going forward so my takeaway is wholesale is indeed in transformation uh, but there is still a brilliant future ahead of us and uh, let's say uh, let's use that knowledge and combine it okay thank you before we go to you Chesri, uh, for your closing statement jeff um would like to hear your views, please, on the yeah. on the on the future. Well, just 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 a just a closing uh, a closing statement. First of all, uh, you know, I agree that the 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 industry is going down a transformation route, but but never forget that uh, you know transformation is a mindset change as well as a technical change. Right? And and uh, I've seen instances where people have forgot about that side of it. Uh, you know, you have to change your people's mindset. If you do that keep up with the technology, absolutely be aware of the security and the cyber uh, attack risks. And the other thing, don't forget, uh, don't, don't forget about your, your management aspects. You have to maintain your quality of service through your interoperability. So that would be my, my takeaway points. Thanks, Jeff. And um, last but not least, uh, Chesri, what's your... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my takeaway would be automate everything or automate, automate as much as you can. This would be the first one. The second one would be uh, address the changing requirements of the populace, the, the changing requirements of, of the people, address millennials, address that, uh, that changing world. And the third one would be work on uh, customer experience because uh, customer journey starts uh, long before uh, the customers onboarded, so it's very important to squeeze as much information as we can in order for uh, you know for 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 everybody to really work on uh, well-being of our customers. And basically, that's it. Okay, thank you. And uh, with these words, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first I would like to uh, thank you, the audience here live and, and virtually out there on the on, on the web, for for joining us. And uh, and uh, of course these senior gentlemen. So, so Jeff and Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Fantastic. And of course, Ayush, René, Edwin, and, uh, and Cesare, thank you so much, and, and Exo for, for sponsoring this session. Um, so guys, 
thank you very much. Have a fantastic lunch because you look hungry all, and also you're out there, you look hungry. So have some food um, and let's uh, regather in, uh, in a couple of hours again in, uh, for some more sessions. Thank you very much, Jeff and, um, and Brandon. Thank you guys. Thank Bye. you here. Bye. See you soon. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. You're very welcome back to the CC Podcast Talk. Today, we have a CC Webinar Live keynote and knowledge sharing session from our London GCCM earlier this year. This session, brought to us by Enzo, is all about wholesale telco industry in the digital transformation era. Challenges and opportunities, interoperability and interworking in the era of on-demand services. With the keynote presentation delivered by Cesare Chalupa, Head of Growth at Enzo, and panel discussion between Edwin van Ierland, then Chief Commercial Officer at iBasis, now Chief Executive Officer at iBasis, Jeff Owen, Managing Partner at Cambridge Management Consulting Limited, Ayush Behot, Chief Commercial Officer at Bankai Group, René de Badmaka, Director Supplier Management at Experio, and Brendan Press, Chief Commercial Officer at GBI. Let's hear what they had to share.